Hey, Dr. Mike here. So if you want to live forever-ish, you have to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Forever-ish. This is the In and Out Show. This is where we talk about things to do and things not to do when you want to live forever-ish, ish. right? Yes. Dr. Crystal, let's remind the audience how we define live forever-ish. <laughs> uh, well, living forever-ish is, de- is defined as being uh, stronger in your later years. I always say being able to pick yourself up oh, if yeah. you fall down, yeah. <laughs> being able to play with your grandchildren, being able to to actually live after you retire. Yeah, I know. Right? We save up all of this money into and our we retirement can't do and we are not well <laughs> when it's time to retire. Yeah, for sure. That's living forever-ish. Strong, strong vibrant, energetic, all that kind of good stuff. And maybe a few more years. That's kind of nice, too. Yes. There's some longevity to this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about three things you want to do um, and one thing you don't want to do. So let's get started with number one. This is an in. This is what you want to do. And it has to do with whey protein and blood glucose. Yes. So hmm. when you think about whey protein, most people think about being in a gym, <laughs> gains. <laughs> like you. Right? You probably had your protein shake this morning doing of your whatever course. at 6 a.m. <laughs> Yes, I usually try to focus on at least 30 grams first thing in the morning to jumpstart muscle synthesis. 30 grams? Yeah. That's pretty good. A a good amount. But now we're looking at whey protein and blood glucose in this study. I wonder, so just without, like, don't don't get into the study yet, right? Yeah. Like, just what do you think, how does increasing protein affect my blood sugar in a positive way and and is it also related to the timing of the protein intake what do you think like just what's your thought as a nutritionist well as a nutritionist we understand that or in our profession (laughs) we understand that protein can have um, satiating effect in the body so whenever you you have protein uh, with your meals, it helps you to not eat as much. Okay. Um, and it can also help to prevent the snacking. Like if you have carbs, your blood sugar increases and then Ooh. decreases and then you get hungry again. Protein usually can help help you hold off and, and not snack as much. Yeah. Well, because protein is out of the three major macro molecules right yeah. it's the most filling right okay so so you think it's more just related to you're feeling full more you're not you're not reaching for the carb as much yeah. it's lasting so there's less snacking that's kind of kind of what right. your, and, your thought and then was. ultimately that leads to better glucose yeah. control the only reason the only reason i brought up the timing thing because years ago there was some research looking at having diabetics um for a snack at night do protein Wow, I've seen that, Dr. Mike. Yeah. And okay. I, I can't remember the details, but I remember something about the timing of protein kind of played a role as well. I, I know that it helps people who tend to ha- get up and have midnight snacks. <laughs> Which there's is quite a idea. lot of people. <laughs> yeah, there's the idea that sometimes the, the blood sugar drops yeah. over the night and yeah. then you wake up and then you want a snack. Yeah, I, I, I saw this funny video once of this grandma... Um, she was caught 
like at midnight in the fridge, and her daughter was like filming her and goes, what are you doing? And she just screamed and dropped everything she had Aww. in her head. And she looks at the camera, she goes, I was hungry. Poor grandma. <laughs> so but maybe grandma, get her some protein. grandma have a midnight snack. You <laughs> earned it, grandma. So let's look at this study. This is um, one of these crossover studies, right, that we like. So you got... People on one side being tested, and then they cross over to the other arm. Yes. Those are, those are pretty decent mm-hmm. studies. And it looks like this was a drink. It was, but it's something special okay, about right. this drink. All right, tell me about it. It was a whey protein shot. When I read that, I was like, oh, this is genius. Because the, the whole idea, when we look at the what they were trying to evaluate, is um, can... Drinking this whey protein shot <clears throat> uh, help with the postprandial glucose effect. Okay. Like the, the spikes that you have uh, after your meal. And people were still able, if it's just a shot, right? This is not a large volume of liquid. Right. So I think it's it controls people who may... Get full faster than others because there's not as much I going. See. In. You see what I'm saying? So maybe it's taken. Maybe what they're saying is by doing a shot, which it was 15 grams, right? Yes. Um, and 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 because it's not not so much, mm-hmm. it takes away that variable of for some people. If if you drink a normal like glass, some people are going to be full and, and they're they, not eating it. So they right. kind of took that out yes. by doing the shot. Yeah, that's that's pretty smart. I like that yeah. because I I. I said man i need to figure out how i can make a whey protein shot <laughs> because i can't i have a hard time getting through my protein shakes yeah because it's just well, too much here you go so there figure, we have f- it figure it out so 15 listen 15 gram of protein shot right mm-hmm. now they did this uh before about 10 minutes mm-hmm. before, before each big meal breakfast I, lunch and dinner right and they did this um for a couple of weeks right and then they crossed over Right. And the other thing that some people may look at this as kind of not really a good thing in the study, but I like that the people were free living, meaning that they (laughs) free range people (laughs) that they just kind of ate their normal diet. Well, because that makes sense, though, when this is this is a good study design, Mm -hmm. I think. Right. Because it's 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 a real world Right. Study thing, right? Yes. Sometimes when you get in these dietary, um, even good ones, randomized mm-hmm. control trials, looking mm-hmm. at dietary things, it, when you look at the the methodology, it's 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 not real. Like it's over controlled, right? And then you can't really apply it to because no one follows every- that <laughs> exactly. Life, right? So I say, oh, you know what? I don't care what anyone says to me. That is, I that actually was think a it's good. good. Yeah design um everyone uh in the study was diabetic yeah which is good too so we're really looking at intervention here yes and you know they're diabetic their a1c on average was 7.4 so a little higher yeah (laughs) they're not really uh controlling it that well yeah, and it looks like so none of these people were on insulin yet either, but they could have right. been maybe on some oral mm-hmm. medication. We don't we don't see that here. So what what at the end of the day what happened? Oh wait, one oh. other piece, Doctor Mike. They uh, used a continuous glucose monitoring even better strategy. Yeah, I, I said check check check. You yeah. know we like the the checks. I, I'm glad to see them using that mm-hmm. kind of. They, and they should right. I mean right. we, we we can't. Uh, it, that that gives you so much more confidence, right? In and the it, results, it it allowed the researchers to kind of see. And when we talk about the results, they were looking at the percentage of time spent 
uh, above what would be considered the normal range, the percentage of time spent in a normal glucose range, yeah. and then the percentage of time below what would be considered normal. And the researchers found that the, the week that they had the shot before each meal, there was an increase in two hours throughout that day where okay. they were in the normal range. Now, that's, some, that could be significant. I think so. That that's two hours that your proteins aren't being glycated. Yeah, and we're not talking about <laughs> and we're not talking about anything fancier. It's right. protein, whey protein, right? Mm -hmm. Good for you at the end of the day, right? Yes. So I think this is fantastic. So if you're somebody who, uh, well. We, all, we always say this. We always say, if you're somebody who's pre-diabetic or you're diabetic, you might want to consider these shots. Mm -mm. Everybody might want to consider these shots. Exactly. Sugar is just, it's too, it has saturated our world. That's right. So, you know, and you think about more than just blood sugar. The blood sugar, elevated blood sugar, turns into fat yeah. Yeah. as well. And the 15 grams, that's a pretty good, so at the end of the, that's 15 times three is, was yeah. there, you know, plus they're getting protein from other sources. So that exactly. was Exactly, with okay. that meal. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So that, there good. you go. There's whey protein and sugar management looks pretty good. All right. Number two, this is uh, something else you want to consider. And this is, um, we, we're talking about a lot of nutrition stuff here, this, 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 yes. this podcast. <laughs> uh, glucomannan fiber, sometimes mm -hmm. Um, or I don't want to say sometimes known as, otherwise known as konjac, right? Yeah, konjac, konjac root, root, which is, I guess it's a kind of yam. Plant something, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know, but I do know about it because you do. I have, there's noodles that are made out of, because I, tr I um, gosh, it's been, it's been over six months that I've been oh. following the keto lifestyle. Wow. And so I have these, these konjac noodles. And there, it's listen. It's not noodles, okay? But yes. it's not bad. It 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 it, it kind of satisfies that. Uh, but but at the end of the day, it's good fiber for me. Yes. So tell us why now. So um, is is glucomannan a part of konjac, or is is glucomannan konjac? I guess maybe that's the first. No, it's a fiber that comes from, from the konjac, gotcha. right? Okay. You know, so you can get fiber from many things: whole grains, beans nuts, seeds, uh, and so the konjac root provides the type of fiber known as glucomannan, which is a soluble fiber, high affinity for water, a high viscosity in the GI tract. Elephant yam. That's yes. what you got. Is yes. that is yes. that right? Elephant mm -hmm. yam, that's konjac, and then from that we get gluco, glucomannan. Now, we've, 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 I think we've talked about glucomannan before, and maybe not as a as its own topic, but I think we've talked about it as its role maybe in cardiovascular health, right? Didn't, haven't we? Well, I don't know if we specifically have focused on glucomannan, because most people, when we talk about fiber, well, I know I talk about food, but as a supplement, I think most people are familiar with psyllium. That's what you find. Yeah. In most of your fiber supplements, yeah, psyllium, psyllium husk. husk. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, you can powder that out, and that's where you get the powder, and you can make, yeah, right. But uh, glucomannan is one that uh, the re the FDA recently, well, twenty twenty, this is twenty twenty three right now, but the recent FDA enough. that's recent enough <laughs> uh, allowed for uh, for 
dietary supplement manufacturers can now list glucomannan as fiber on the label. Like so by itself. It, right. It can be listed by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of your, you talk about fiber a lot. You do. Um, and but but you sh- we should talk about it right. because what what do we have here? The Department of Agriculture found that a whopping ninety five percent of Americans mm-hmm. don't consume the daily recommended amount of fiber. It's not shocking. We're not even ninety five percent. And I bet if you look at the actual average amount, we're so far off. I mean, you know, if what is it for? Um, let's see, we have it here, right? For uh, 25 grams uh, for women, 38 grams for men, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I guess that changes a little bit as you get older. But right. let's just keep with those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. We're not even. I, most men are probably around 10. Well, yes, because we're not eating the fruit, the vegetables. We're, we're focusing on fruit juice. There's some oh, fiber there oh, versus the whole, the whole fruit. Um, and... We aren't eating the whole grains. I yeah. think that's it. And of course, the beans. We avoid the beans because of the gas. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, he. I can. I can attest to that. Ah! Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's it's the fiber foods. It's just not something that is prevalent in the standard American diet. You look at yeah. your average breakfast, how much fiber are you getting? It's, it's all stripped away. It's very challenging. Yeah. And so people do turn to fiber supplements yeah. to fill the gap. And that's and, good. Uh, and it's nice to see that there's a new kid on the block. Yeah. So let's talk a, a little bit more about the new kid, right? So this is glucomannan. It's soluble fiber right there. So that insoluble versus soluble, mm-hmm. which give us your quick, Dr. Crystal rundown on that. Yeah, the the soluble fiber is the type of fiber that can kind of, uh, uh, I guess, absorb the water. It has that affinity to the water, so it's more of a bulking type of fiber. We know that it can help with satiety. It helps. Also, I guess the biggest thing that I like about soluble fiber is that it can act as a prebiotic. Oh, yeah. So food for the good bacteria. Yeah, very good. And and so a lot of the health benefits we see from fiber really is coming from the activity of the bacteria when it's consuming that that soluble fiber and some of the byproducts. Yeah. And and the end result of increasing soluble fiber intake, Mm -hmm. uh, better lipid profiles, Mm -hmm. cholesterol, triglycerides, better blood glucose, Mm -hmm. um, even associate with better body weight, Mm -hmm. immune function. That's um, right. And te- just better intestinal function overall, you know? Yes. Now, and just to to quickly touch on the insoluble fiber, that's usually the the outer covering of yeah. of your your vegetables and th- that you typically yeah. would take off. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I am. Um, I've told you this before. I love peanuts and sometimes I mm. eat the shell. Oh my goodness! And that's insoluble. And, and, and it's not even. It's actually. It, I can't remember how they listed. It. It's something. It's like. It's. It's. What's. What was the word? It. It basically is like harsh fiber. Like it was some crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's basically nothing but like. There's my body's not. It's just running right through me. That. That's it. So yeah. it helps with really great bowel movements, bulking yeah. up the stools. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so I. I like. You know. You want a combination of both, really, ideally. Yeah. I get. Get your insoluble. Don't eat the peanut shells. Don't, don't eat the peanut shells, but eat the brand. Like if you like cereal. <laughs> 
find a cereal where it's just 100% bran. Yeah. Oh, That's going to give you amazing bowel movements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not much flavor or taste or fun out of life. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll, you'll be as light as a kite. So if um, so, back to glucomannan, um, you know, for heart I- issues, heart health, three grams a day versus up uh, versus like uh, up, up to nine grams a day of the psyllium, right? right? So you're talking about you're we're using less. That's what's nice about glucomannan. You can still get those health benefits with less. With less. Digestive health, three to five grams. Glucose, two grams. And these are just averages, right? Mm-hmm. We're not, don't, don't be stuck by these too much. Prebiotic, three to four grams. It looks like four gram-ish is probably a great place to be. That's a good Manning. place uh, to be. And of course, for satiety and weight management. Yeah. All right. There you go. I like that. Glucomannan, conjac, elephant yam, noodles, yeah, <laughs> my, so my if, special noodles. If you see that on the label, it's a good thing. Yeah. I know that the name sounds complicated yeah. Ooh, what is this? this no it's it's a good thing <laughs> all right number three in number three I, I this one i like a lot because it talks about something we talk about a lot which is strength training but now it's connected to managing high blood pressure that's very interesting to me i i think it's interesting because when you think about you go to the doctor and you have High blood pressure. Doc says, well, you need to start working out. They don't really give you guidance. Eat better and work out. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) what, What does that mean? We know that physical exercise can help, but to really narrow it down um, to strength training. And in this study, we, the, the takeaway is how, how much, yeah. How often, you know, what what number of should you go heavy? Should you go light? What is it? Like, what, let's reps. be more specific. It, yeah, it gives you a little bit more. So, do, so doctors at least could say with this report, right? They could at least say, all right, you have high blood pressure, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're gonna we're gonna start with a low dose drug, right? And we're gonna we're gonna couple that with strength training, mm-hmm. not just exercise, yes. strength training. Strength training and, you know, we can just get get straight to it. Strength training at about 20 reps. So meaning if you are doing bicep curls, by the time you get to rep 20, one, two, three, four, by 20, you should be. Yeah, that la- the last couple, you're like, you don't want to do them. Exactly. And so that kind of gives you kind of an idea of how heavy or how light um, at least two times a week. Well, wait. So you might have. There might be a trial error time period here. Where let me let me try this amount of weight. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me try fifteen pounds, and but you only get ten in. Like okay, wait. That tells you okay. Maybe I need to be at ten. Right. So and you that, play around with it. Exactly, and I like that because oftentimes you'll see people and they think that they have to go in and they need these super heavy weights and you know by rep eight you no. should be it's, oh. and then you're suffering for the next three days yeah well i it's funny because the um i used to do the the resistant bands for this mm-hmm. remember that oh yeah and they and they the bands they 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 apparently have weight to them right mm-hmm. there's like a 10 pound yes. band there's mm-hmm. a, and i remember um starting off with a 20 pound because oh, when i was because no. i was younger i could easily do 20 like curls like crazy i was like okay i'm not young anymore Mm-mm. i could barely get five out of that so mm-hmm. i had to go to the 10 but that was better for me and i still bolt i got 
I'd got more yeah. defined. I didn't mm-hmm. need to do that heavy yes. craziness. Yeah. So 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 you would now when you when you think of strength training, would you just focus maybe on the major muscle groups, shoulders, bicep, tricep, chest, some legs, like what like like or or should you maybe just kind of do a circuit with it all or you can do a circuit with it all. It all depends on how how many days per week you want to do it. Uh, because, you know, 20 <laughs> reps and you do maybe three sets of 20 reps, you're not, it's going to take a lot of time. So yeah. you do find that some people kind of isolate the legs, arms, chest day, yeah, back yeah, day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just figure out how to do the mm-hmm. the, the 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 amount of reps is what's key here more That's than the actual key. weight. It's really, and when I say the 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 reps, it means just really what is the load uh, to intensity that you're you're working with. And in this in this study, um, just know that this was a a systematic review. Right. So they it looks kinda, like fourteen trials. They were fourteen right. trials. Um, that looked at the effects of strength training for eight weeks um, with a total of 253 adults. So with, kind with of, high blood pressure. With high blood pressure. And, and so this is kind of looking at all of those studies and all of the different types of strength training. Yeah. They were able to narrow it down to kind of these specific parameters that we're yeah. going over. That And so, and, and at the end of the day, um, in, 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 there was... Um, just b- better vasodilation, better nitric oxide synthesis, mm-hmm. better blood flow overall. I think that nitric, oxi- n- nitric oxide, which we've done shows on, right? Yes. It wasn't that, wait, was that the molecule of the year? Yes. Was it nitric oxide? Yes. Like a 19. You remember. Or 2000 and something <laughs> nitric oxide. And it should be, right? Mm-hmm. I, that's probably where a lot of this is coming from. I think so, for yeah. sure. I mean, that's, that's, that's endothelial health, that's vascular health, better blood pressure. So, um, there you go. Do some strength training, hey, right? Get in there. It's more than just cardio. Yeah, and it's time. It's time for listen, my fellow MDs. You're if you're a general practitioner, internist, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't just say exercise. Give them something a little more specific here. Yes. All right. There's the three ends. Now we got to talk about what's not in, right? For living forever ish, and this is something I deal with because of my allergies. Oh. Why did you know that? No, I didn't know. I told you my allergies always affect kind of my eyes to my ears, like right in the nose. But like I, I never feel, I don't get headaches and stuff. I mm-hmm. just get here, yeah. dry eyes. I thought your eyes water. They do, they water, and they also dry out and itch. You got to get the whole thing. It's weird. Oh. Yeah, I know. Well, you've seen me when we do makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, in water, but normally it's the dry eye stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, itchy eye, dry eye constantly. Well, I have something for you. Oh, yeah, let's hear about it. Omega-3. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which I which I do a lot of. <laughs> you do. I do. Well, well I don't do enough. wait a minute. You always say, listen, Dr. Uh, Mike always says, I do a lot. And then when I ask him, how much? Uh, Just two Two soft gels when the instructions uh, say to take four. But so. I eat fish. I eat a lot of fish. I eat a lot of uh, oily fish. I do. Anchovies. Maybe you need a little bit more. 
considering your allergies. You're right. I probably should. I should probably because I've been doing two for just years and it. years. Just up it. Yeah. I'm just gonna do it. Just do it, Doctor Mike. I'm just gonna do it with a meal. With a well, of course, I always do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm good at that. All right. So omega threes for dry eyes. The question is, are they effective or ineffective? Like, just what? Give us, give us the quick answer. Effective or ineffective? Very effective. Uh, and Which is why we're talking about it. <laughs> I know. Now that the people in this study, they are people who um, had symptomatic reactions to staring at computer screens. It's called visual display terminal <laughs> users. That sounds horrible. So it's people who who are dealing with dry eyes, eye strain, tired eyes, irritation, burning, redness, uh, all because of screen stuff. So this is screen, screen stuff related. Right. Yeah, because with the allergy stuff, you still got to treat the allergy a little bit as well. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you get, so we're talking about people. Well, this is everybody today. <laughs> Wait, this is <laughs> visual dis- display terminal users is humans. <laughs> That's it. And I wonder if people probably, they don't even realize like if their eyes are kind of itchy or their eyes are kind of dry, it's maybe you, you just need to look away. I've I've noticed before when we're in the office, mm. like watch people as the day progresses. They do. <laughs> they're, they, like, they're like this. You see mm-hmm. them doing this. At the, people they're can't. just rubbing their if eyes. If you're watching he's on watch, YouTube, you can see me, but eyes. I'm rubbing my <laughs> eyes if you're on your where you get your podcast from. Yeah. And then, and then once you start rubbing your eyes, you can't stop. Oh. See, now I want to keep rubbing my eyes. Yes. Well, I have, I'll just give you my experience. I have dry eyes only when I'm wearing contacts. That my contacts now, by the end of the day, they Too just feel, they're, yeah. they're just super dry. So so let's let's get to, so how, so when it comes to omega-3s, it looks like, it looks like they, it was pretty, how they broke this down here. We got, mm-hmm. you got the omega-3 group versus placebo. But guess what the placebo was? Olive oil. So I said, this is a, they call this a placebo? I mean, you're getting, well, you're getting good oils there, and some of them are the omega-3s, but not as much as going to be just in that concentrated fish oil, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, probably there's probably a better neutral oil they could have used, maybe. Potentially, but the reality is the omega-3 still was the shining star in in the study. Uh, So doses... And you can kind of think about your dose, Dr. Mike. Total uh, 1,440 milligrams of EPA and 960 well, milligrams of DHA. Two, I've never calculated my two soft gel. You're, you're not at that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you now. I'm going to do um, it. I'm going to do it. So that was four soft gels twice daily. To, to give you okay. that amount. Then versus the placebo, which is a questionable, but blah, blah, whatever. Um, and but what I like here is they measured something here. They did. They didn't. They didn't just. It wasn't just subjective. Be- they they right. actually looked at the amount of omegas in their blood system. They did. They they used the omega index, which is a measure of EPA and DHA uh, of the EPA DHA ratio uh, in the red blood cell membrane. And at the end of the day here, taking the fish oil increased the, that omega-3 index. Because most of them um, were low, right, That is, in omega-3 when they and started. And I think that matches the population. Oh, for sure, for sure. Right. And then they started taking it. It increases pretty significantly. And um, things got better. Boom. 
Things got better, and there were no changes for the olive oil. And I can tell you, just as my, a, a case study, <laughs> that when I take my fish oil, like I'm consistent every day and take it, I don't have problems with my contacts. Yeah. Now, well, I know that wasn't the context of yeah. this study, but yeah. that's just my personal and experience. Good news, good news, it's not just about your eyes. Oh yes, that part. I mean, that's, I mean, you're talking about really a, a whole body benefit with fish oil, right? I mean, yes. it's 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 one of the foundational nutrients that I, you know, teach. Absolutely, good Brain multi, health, a good multivitamin, health. a good fish oil, a good probiotic. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are like, come on, you can't miss it. Yeah, up the dose. <laughs> if you're wondering how much to take, if you're taking too much. Test it. The omega Test it. Yeah. the omega index. Test it. It omegas are my foundational nutrient and I don't take enough. I know. <laughs> but maybe you are, Dr. Mike. You know, I, I no, give you I a hard time. No, but I, I, maybe. I, I no, I think I think that we, you know, um, Life Extension does a really good job. That's who I use, our mm-hmm. sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really good job of, of, of studying those those doses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they that that suggestion is there because they know the science behind that dose. Right. Yeah, and I'm only doing half. all right yeah um so yeah get your fish oil going great for everything and may even help your dry eyes there's your in and outs for living long um uh living forever ish yes yes you got the whey protein and blood glucose right Mm -hmm. glucoman and fiber strength training for for anything really good Mm -hmm. but here managing hypertension and then if you got dry eyes we don't want that that's not that if you have dry eyes that's not fun Mm-mm. You try to play golf or do something and you can't see and your eyes are hurting. Omega threes. There's your in and outs, right? Yes. Living forever ish. Hey, don't forget, you could go to liveforeverish.com. We call it the one two punch. Give us your email. That was that's good. Give us your email and you can join the family, get some newsletters from our sponsor, Life Extension. Great stuff, by the way. It's not it's mm-hmm. all good education stuff. Right. It's it's really good. Um and uh, then you can subscribe. LiveForeverish.com. And when you're there, you might as well listen to more podcasts. Yes. Download them, like them, share them. We're almost at the 400 We're mark. almost at the 400 episode mark. Hard to believe. Man. Woo. Mm-hmm. That's LiveForeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike, and that's Dr. Crystal. Thanks for listening.